everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Good afternoon, everybody. I want to thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. Thanks for taking the time to join in, and I trust that what we're going to be sharing today is going to be helpful to you. I feel like we've had a, some exciting weekends in the past month as we've dealt with uh, the topic of invisible kingdoms, and people are both encouraged and excited by that. And so we're just going to review a couple things. But before we even do that, Nate Kennel is with us here today. Hello, everybody. And so I'm not sure how many of you know Nate, um, even both like not only on the podcast but around the congregation. And Nate has joined us on our staff team, and we are really very glad to have him with us. So. Nate, why don't you just take a moment and say a little bit about uh, um, when you started and a little bit what your yeah. role is here yeah. with us. Well, I started April 6th. Um, it's been a, a process of getting to that point. Um, Tara and I started attending last fall and um, just felt very welcomed. And, and I was really excited to be given the opportunity to come on board mm-hmm. um, in a new position as IT director. Um, so there's been a lot to learn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but I've been so blessed to get to know the staff and just to be able to be here every day. Um, so it's been really fun. Still kind of defining the role uh, since it's a new role. Mm-hmm. Uh, first couple of weeks, just learning everybody's name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> since we've been around a little bit and know some people, but a lot of people are new. Um, so just really, really enjoyed it. Starting Things are starting to come together for me. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been yeah. Really fun. So your and your title then is technology director. Yes, is that correct. That's yep. It's been back and forth between IT director, technology mm-hmm. director, same yeah. same thing. But so. the same problems are yours to fix. <laughs> that's right. Anything technology, <laughs> so no matter what it's called, it's, it's pretty broad. It's coming your direction. Yeah. That's well, right. I, I don't know that people even realize like the level of technology that a building like this manages. So there's there's the administrative technology, which has to do with how we manage servers and yeah. information and store yeah. all that. Uh, it's then connected be t- beyond the building that we are in to the Gateway House of Prayer yep. and what will eventually become our uh, counseling center there in the Brick House. And so it's like an entire campus yep. responsibility. And it's an ever-growing set of needs. And obviously mm-hmm. technology is always evolving. Yep. Um, so it's anything from day-to-day support of just people's computer needs. My this and my that is not <laughs> yeah. yep. you know, working. But then it's vision toward the future of, of the – I mean, people don't know either how – technology on kind of the video production uh, yeah. audio lighting and that stuff has evolved over the years to the point where there's as much computer technology over here um in the auditorium as there is in the office oh yeah probably actually um, more I'm yeah assuming. yeah yeah and even when it comes to our so our weekend services both with you know being able to produce an environment in the room yeah. that is least distracting right. so that we can focus on the lord but then also one of the things obviously in the past year um, while we have been live streaming our services, I don't know, maybe 10 to 12, 15 years maybe, that's become an increased level of requirement right. for us. And so that's really been amped up in the past year as well. And what's interesting about technology is you don't even want to notice it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like technology, um, you really want it to work smoothly so that it's only like you take your, you take your car f- for granted until it doesn't start right (laughs) and then you've got a problem yeah and that's a little bit the way technology is is that it's when it's no the least amount like it's not noticeable right when it's working yeah 
the way it should. Yeah, that's good, which is okay for me because I don't like being the center of attention, like being on a podcast like this. <laughs> so I like yeah. to keep everything working so people right. don't notice me in the background working. <laughs> yeah, Nate didn't volunteer for this today, but he is a willing servant. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Well, this past weekend, uh, we continued in this series, uh, Invisible Kingdoms, and just a little bit of a framework for everybody who's listening. So uh, it's eight weeks long, which, you know, as we do message series, that's, they rarely ever get that long. But it's so, so important that we felt like we needed to take some time on it. And, uh, so the, and also the point behind that was, uh, as we began this series, uh, that we finished up week number four, and that has been focused a little bit on, on how like, even the demonic can influence us and us being aware of that and, mm-hmm. being, and ultimately coming to a place of freedom. Just to kind of give you a little bit of a spoiler, as we head into the final four weeks, the focus is going to be on the work of the Holy Spirit. So we do want to reject uh, the lies of the enemy, but we want to embrace God's truth. And part of that is he is empowering you by the Spirit to live out everything that he's called you to do. So wow. I've, been, I've been glad about the past four weeks, but I'm really looking forward yeah. to um, highlighting the work of the Holy Spirit, both in who he is as a person of God, as part of our trinity, um, as well as his giftings that he imparts to us and being filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm very excited yeah. about that. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's really what it's about, right? I mean, you want to be aware that you're in a battle mm-hmm. and that there are uh, you're going to feel resistance coming towards you, yep. but we want to be going toward the work of the Holy Spirit and what he's doing in his love, and, and we're going being grafted into his family and yep. moving toward the positive stuff. Yep. Yeah. What I see as a pastor in the lives of many people is because they aren't aware of the warfare that's there, they get blindsided. Mm-hmm. So we've got to be aware of like open doors that, that we give to the enemy for our lives, and like, why do I keep cycling through this same old sin? Why does the enemy always, you know, seem to be able to throw a hand grenade in my marriage and kind of blow things up? Yeah. You know, over? So we don't need to live like that and we can be free. And sometimes like the balance of these two, <clears throat> as people become aware of the enemy, sometimes they can become overwhelmed. Like, oh, yeah. my goodness, I didn't know. And, and so they become almost anxious and worried, yeah. which is why we wanted to bring both together. Like be aware of the enemy but also be equally aware and empowered by the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit and then just live in that absolute confidence that you can have in him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the idea of, of um, you know, isn't it great knowing going into every battle that you can win it? Yeah. <laughs> Which is that, that power of the Holy Spirit. and, and uh, Yeah, we need God to open our eyes sometimes to see the, uh, the kind of power that's on our side, right? Yep. So it reminds me yep. of that story where, the, the enemy was kind of clear. Sometimes it's like the army of the enemy is clear. <laughs> and yeah. we need God to say, man, the one that's for you is way greater. Yep. And open our eyes to the army of you know angels and um, help that we have in the Holy Spirit. To, yeah, that's to a great it. story. Elisha um, yeah. was concerned. You know, his servant was like, oh, my goodness, we're dead meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, you know, having coffee or whatever Elisha did. <laughs> um, and eventually said, open his eyes that he might see. And, you know, I think of the passage we would have highlighted from 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Yeah. And so, um, and it's something that's important for us, even in this season, because people are living in a place of freedom and anxiety that they really don't need to. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this past weekend, even in sharing the message. Man, it's just so easy to share a message from that parable in Luke chapter 15. Um, 
it's amazing to me the word of God and how deep it is. Yeah. And so I felt like what we could share this past weekend was significant. But oh my goodness, when you think about that, the um, uh, the depth of Scripture, you feel like you're just constantly scratching the surface because there's so much that's there. It's amazing. Yeah, it's such a strong story. There's so much kind of emotion in it to connect yeah. to with the father. And I end up o- often focusing on that, that father part, you know, that scene where it's like, yeah. you can almost see the, like the slow motion with the, <laughs> uh, I don't know, like the uh, orchestra in the background <laughs> ah, running toward each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that, that illustration of the father's heart to welcome us back is, yeah. you know, such a powerful thing. And there's, yeah. there's so many other elements to the story, like, like what you began to bring out with the other brother and, like, wow, you could keep going through layers. <laughs> oh, my goodness, you sure could. I, I just simply would highlight the one <clears throat> at the beginning where our realization, where the younger brother came to himself, mm-hmm. which is a funny phrase. Um, and But we all what's, what's interesting is it's a funny phrase, but all of us know exactly what he's yeah. talking about because all of us have, at one point or another, over one issue or another, have come to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Which is why, you know, I will regularly highlight the difference between information mm-hmm. that we can have and then revelation about what it means to us. And, and, and we can't lose the balance of that. And because we live in a culture that actually highlights information, information yeah. is knowledge, information hmm. is power. And so there's a focus on that. And even within the church, we cannot lose the reality of Holy Spirit we need you to bring revelation. Yeah. Open the eyes of our, 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 of our hearts that we might see. And that's a constant posture in everything that we study in Scripture, the life that we live. We need information. I'm not disregarding information. Yeah. But we've got to have that revelation that comes from the Lord. Yeah, you know, it makes me think of um, kind of evangelism and how intimidated I am by evangelism or... Mm the need to share or whatever, but I think it flips it on its head when you think of that coming to yourself. And really this, this is the power of the gospel where, you know, someone receives, um, and it is information. It's like we're sharing information, but the real moment is when, you know, there's that, that revelation that, that the light bulb comes on and wow, it's the good news. That's the good news of the gospel, that realization and, and learning to love seeing people in that moment or anticipate that they're, you know, someone's living in this place of bondage, um, but there can be freedom. Yep. Um, and I think I want to connect with that more, ch- just the the knowledge that there's the good news mm-hmm. um, yep. and the opportunity for that revelation to bring freedom to yep. people. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a couple of things I would want to mention is, <clears throat> as we think about even someone coming to themselves, I would really want to remind us and everybody that's listening, uh, God does not condemn hmm. ever. He does convict, but he does not condemn. And I think one of the reasons why people put their guard up and say, you know, Holy Spirit, I don't want you to reveal. Like they wouldn't actually say that. Yeah. But there's something that's holding themselves back is they're afraid of being condemned. Yeah. I would just want to say to you, like when you sense condemnation, you need to know that is not from the Lord. Conviction. But conviction always carries with it a level of hope condemnation is a lid like it just simply pushes you down yeah. it makes you feel bad it makes you feel like a failure where conviction actually kind of calls you up like come on man you're, you're made for more than that yeah and you can step into it and so conviction mm-hmm. ultimately is very encouraging in the end even yeah. though it may feel bad in the process mm-hmm. but con- condemnation is just 
it, it's just lifeless. It, yeah. It's just a lid that goes on people. And so we don't need to be afraid hmm. of welcoming the Holy Spirit to bring conviction because with conviction actually comes life. Yeah. So my daughter's uh, uh, reading a uh, book by uh, Janet Richards, actually. Okay. Um, the Other Side of Visible, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And I kind of pushed her toward it for this uh, school reading. And she was like, Dad, I didn't think it was going to be interesting, but it's really cool. But anyway, the part um, she was like, can you read to me last or can I read to you last night? Okay. Um, so we spent 15 minutes her reading to me and um, the main characters experiencing the other side of visible for one of the first times, which is basically like a picture of the spiritual realm and prayer. And um, she's meeting the the Trinity, basically the original family. And uh, I just love the book. It's really cool. And one of the things that happens is she, she makes a mistake and she's her her whole life. She's experienced kind of the, that make a mistake and feel punishment for it. Um, And in this case, you know um, the, the character who's like the Holy spirit is like, we, we don't, we don't, Punishment's a thing of your past. You know, we we might discipline and we might bring correction, but punishment, yep. you know, punishment isn't helpful. And Paul said that right too. Yep, like, that's right. It's not a helpful thing. That's not really what we're about. But we've been trained so much, yeah. I think, by <laughs> I don't know, earthly reactions yep. to to what we do to Everybody to see it that way. Yeah, we expect yeah. the same from God. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, even in preparation for a message. Um, like there'll be times, of course, that I'm sensing like, wow, I'll give, you know, a number of points and so forth. There'll be certain aspects of the message that will be especially a burden for me. Hmm. And honestly, this past weekend, it was the older brother. Yeah. <laughs> because when the story comes to a close, this guy is not free. Just he's, he's left there. And he is living in his father's house. Uh, so externally, it seems like everything is fine. But internally, this guy's bound up, and mm-hmm. he, he does not come to himself. Right. Like he does not have that realization. And this past weekend, I would have mentioned that the younger brother was actually in a better position mm-hmm. because it actually exposed his bondage, where the older brother, his bondage was hidden. And honestly, one of the main concerns I have is that uh, the religious spirit can hide our bondage because we think that as long as we make it look good on the outside, that we're managing. And so um, it'd be great if church world was not vulnerable to that, but yeah. we may actually be most vulnerable to that. Yeah. Isn't it interesting he ends the story with that? And I think that was a cultural thing at the time, you know, too. It's almost like, yeah, we think of, like I said, the meat of the story being that reconciliation, but it's almost like he's establishing the baseline of what the kingdom is about and what he would like to see. And then he's like punch at the end. Uh, (laughs) So he's like, he's establishing uh, the framework for what life is, can be. And then he's like, Oh, here's kind of the meat of the real issue, even though we can kind of glaze over the end of the story or yeah, like you said, it's intimidating because like, we don't really know what to do with that. Oh, is that like a part of me? Is that a part of our, our body? Yeah. And it makes you wonder like um, we can't always get inside of Jesus's head when he's telling a story. But of course, at the beginning of Luke 15, he's accused of hanging mm-hmm. around people that are broken, like the younger son. Yeah. But he's being accused by people that are like the older son. Right. <laughs> so he has this sandwich, like the accusation comes on the front end, and then this little thing on the back saying, hey, you think you're in the father's household, but you got all this bondage on the inside, 
and you're not getting free from it. And that so was so I, skillful of him. <laughs> oh my goodness, that guy, he's pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing. Right. So it's interesting how he kind of bookends that. And so it made me wonder, like, what was the drama going on in the moment? Yeah. Like, is he telling this story to a crowd, but then he turns to these Pharisees and say, and there was the older brother. Ooh. I don't know. I would love to kind of seen that. Maybe yeah. Not because maybe he would have looked at me. So I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not sure. I'm not going to judge other people in that. But the point is that to recognize that the religious spirit can blind us. And man, we just, we've got to humble ourselves before the Lord. We have to just welcome the Holy Spirit to do the work inside of yeah. us that needs to get done. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, thanks so much, Nate, for joining me today. Uh, I really appreciate pleasure. your input. It was awesome. And also then for everybody, I want to remind you of this coming weekend. Of course, we're kind of stepping out of this Invisible Kingdom series, almost like a break between the one focus and into the Holy Spirit focus for our marriage, Thriving in Marriage weekend, which begins on Friday evening. Friday evening at 7 o'clock, we're going to be having a meeting here with Jeff and Shanti Feldhahn. That continues Sunday, Saturday morning at 1030 with two sessions. Uh, one of which you'd have an opportunity uh, participating in a survey that will go into some more research for them. And then our weekend services, Saturday, 6 p.m., and then 8.30, 10.30, Sunday morning. Uh, those are going to be topics in our weekend services that really ultimately apply to everyone. And as I've shared with you personally, um, I would listen to, you know, marriage instruction and encouragement and, you know, maybe read a book or so. And I would generally come away from that thinking, there's no hope for me. <laughs> but when I hear what Jeff and Shawnee bring, it's just super practical and just something that we can really engage in. So I would encourage you to be a part of that. And so we look forward to seeing you then. Thanks again, Nate. Yeah, thank you for having me. And you have a great day. Great rest of your week. Thanks. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us by visiting effortacommunitychurch.com.